you learn something new every day, that's amazing. Yeah. If you work for, say, oh, I don't know, 340 days a year, you're obviously not going to work every day at 365. <laughs> um, and you learn everything. I mean, like, imagine that accumulated over time. Like, they talk yeah. about moving the needle, don't they? So, like, moving the needle 1% every day over 20 days, that adds up to 20, like, 20%. Hello. <laughs> so today, I want to say it's a beautiful day, but it's actually quite a miserable day out, isn't it? No, and it's, it's not. It's quite nice. Mm, the sun is shining. Yeah. Well, it's Storm Dudley. Did you hear about that in Scotland? No. Yeah, Scotland are having really bad storms at the moment, which they've called Dudley, which I, Radio World were talking about it this morning, and I thought it was very funny, because they're like, it's a very weird name, isn't it? It's called a storm. <laughs> yeah. But they always called that, I swear there was Storm Patricia. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> the most fun. It's like when you get dogs and cats that are like Derek or <laughs> <laughs> Simon. <laughs> yeah. Like, Simon, come back here. I don't know. But Dudley just reminds me of Harry Potter, really. Yeah. But. Mm. Yeah. Are we having any storms? Um, well, not today. No. So, so we're in Essex in the UK. But um, yeah, it's not too bad today. Well, you're complaining it's bad weather. I know. It's because it, it looks grey. There's a bit of blue underneath the grey clouds. Grey. It looks blue. <laughs> well, it definitely looked greyer when we got up. This Me and Kai went up, got up early this morning to do an early morning it session. Look it looked black. Outside yeah. was dark. It was very dark. I picked you up at 7 o'clock. Yeah, 7. 7am. 7 because we... Uh, we well, I actually introduced Kaya to CrossFit on Saturday, which I love. She's got the bug now, so you're going to be probably officially introduced into the cult. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do go to the gym, and obviously I have the horses, so I have been going to the gym, and I've done like a few classes at the gym, and I do yoga as well, which I really really enjoy. You have you tried yoga before? Yeah, I have done yoga classes. I love yoga. Mm. Very relaxing. Yeah. You're not a fan, are you? No. What just, is it about yoga? I just sit there and think about all the things I've got to do. Oh. <laughs> You're really not meant to do that. No. <laughs> You're meant to chill. I know it's like a catalyst, not doing anything, like, sparks me wanting to do even more. Like, it's a bad habit, aren't I? Oh, see, I really, really like it because I like to just chill. Like, that is the time where I don't think of anything. Really? I just chill. See, I think I'm the opposite. I'm like that during a horrible CrossFit workout. Like, I'm literally just focusing on not not dying. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right, then. <laughs> Different styles, I suppose. Oh, hello, Millie. She's come to join us for our podcast. Visitor. Let me just get her on. Um, yeah, no. I, I really enjoy yoga. But... Oh, yes, yeah, so I did get introduced to CrossFit on Saturday, which I really, really enjoyed. Mm. But it was pairs, wasn't it? Yeah, so we paired up in a workout and... Basically, it was a way to teach me like she always has to. <laughs> she was like, am I a good coach? And I was like, you're literally used to coaching me in everything. If you can't coach me, it's worrying. <laughs> well, luckily for Kyra, un- and unknown to me... It started with like running, so it was quite a lot of running, like 200 metre run, and then we had to come back in and do like 20 wall balls and then snatches, and then unless you do crossfit, you won't really know what that means, but it's just basically barbell stuff, and then more running. 
And I was hoping for a bit of an easy ride, thinking Kyle is new and this is her first um, session. But she was so freaking fast. <laughs> like, literally running off about me. And I was so like... it's normally Rach going to me like, come on, Kaya. Come on, you can do it. And I was going to Rach, come on, Rach. Like, you can do it. <laughs> I just hate running. <laughs> I know, and even the coach, or like the, the girl that was coaching the class, was like, ha, ah, your taste has left you. <laughs> It's really funny, actually. I all of a sudden, like, I just couldn't see her anymore. Like, she wasn't behind me, and I was like, "Where has she gone?" I know. When I couldn't see you, I just stopped and walked. Did you? <laughs> I thought you must be walking because I was like, "She hasn't been here for a long, like, quite a while." Yeah, I know. And the coach ran past her. And was like, what? Like, I was walking the last like bit into the thing because I was like, "Let me just give myself a little break." And she was like, "She's left you." <laughs> And I was like, I have no idea where she's gone. <laughs> this is why CrossFit is good. It's because, like, you're always trying to out... Well, yeah, you've got to leave your ego behind, right? Because it's yeah, always someone like, fitting faster, The, the thing is, like, I'm very competitive as well. Mm. So, like, today as well, as yeah. well as Saturday, I was at Kaya, literally, you can't be competitive. Like, just go in your own pace, because these people have been doing it years. I noticed you went out quite hot on the bike, and I was thinking, ooh, you're going to regret I that. I hate the bike. Like, <laughs> even in the gym, I try to avoid the bike. I don't mind the rower. Yeah. So when Damo was like, you guys are going to go on the bike, I was like... So this was today's workout. So we basically had to do 40 calories on the bike, um, lunges, and then overhead squats. So that was so leggy. Like, leg, leg, leg. Bike, overhead lunges. The spots. bike was the hardest. Do you think? Yeah. You've just got a like. But I didn't have a, like a proper weight really, did I? Whereas you mm. had a. Obviously, I know it's nothing for you. But yeah. my, I'm, I'm on like using a training bar at the moment, so it's quite light. So for me, like, although I feel like my legs were burning yeah. from the bike. Yeah. It was really hard, wasn't it, to do yeah. that and then go straight into lunges. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I know, so hopefully you'll be like, I reckon you're going to be a really good crossfitter because you've already moved so well and you've only two sessions in. (laughs) No, it's actually, I'd recommend it to anybody. Like, it's actually really nice because when I go to the gym, my gym is, um, it's a really nice gym, but it's a bit snobby. (laughs) Yeah. And like, very much when you go into like class, it's like everyone's themselves, nobody talks, like, you're just in the class and you do the class and you leave. Like, that's it. Whereas, like, when I went on Saturday to CrossFit, it was, like, people were talking to each other and it was, like, quite a nice atmosphere to be in. Yeah, that's the best bit about it. Like, yeah, whereas, like, it felt more like a team environment than it yeah. did, like, okay, everybody's just coming here for a workout and they're leaving. Yeah, definitely. And, like, you see all your friends there, like, to be honest, that's what's... Well, I've been doing it, like, seven years now. Like, that's mm. what's kept me going. I think it's like when you get down there it's buzzy and you're chatting and yeah. banter with everyone and, and like the loud music as well like the, the gym I go to does have music on and stuff but sometimes like it's just a bit meh bit naff I feel like well us crossfitters call normal gyms globo gyms <laughs> and like alright then <laughs> you'll ne- after you've got the bug for crossfit you'll never go back to one of those gyms no do you know what I've, I've never really like I've only just started to do classes in the gym but I've actually really, really enjoyed it, like, to do classes. Yeah. And especially, like, CrossFit, it's actually been really, really enjoyable to do um, a class because it's, like, you surround yourself with other people who also want to do the class. Yeah. 
and it's not like a forceful thing and especially like I feel like a lot of people well everyone there pretty much is very very fit yeah so whereas like at a normal gym you've got people of like very different fitnesses yeah it can be anyone can yeah like you've got some people that do like a little bit and some people mm. that go above and beyond and are literally like yeah dying at the end yeah I know it's like it's completely different scales yeah so I suppose this week for you has been like um, a week of new learnings, right? Because it has. Also, you did your first ever infographic yesterday Which and the day before. I really, really, really enjoyed. I've always watched Rach do infographics and I've always been like, that looks really cool. But do you know what always mesmerises me with your infographics is how you think of things like that? Yeah. Like, I look at them and I'm like, how have you come up with that? And actually, <laughs> like, when I got into this one myself, I understood... Mm. how you get into that kind of flow so I think what you established really early on which was really great was the journey yeah so but I think it was quite a good infographic to start on because it was mm. about a journey yeah definitely so to give a little bit of context it was like the journey of a patient being discharged from hospital yeah so not to go into too much detail to give kind <laughs> details away but like so there was an element of like continuity or like timeline there I suppose yeah so it was quite easy to gauge in terms of like has a line through like line for a journey blah 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 blah. but it was actually a really good one to kind of like brainstorm at first and be like I know what I'm gonna do yeah so did you I can't remember now did you you started with research right and you yeah so I went on Pinterest and I started with doing that yeah um looking on Pinterest so that's actually a really good point. For any infographic, I tend to do that. Like, do you? Even if I've got a really clear idea of like how it's going to flow in my head, mm. um, and I just think it helps for like inspiration, like for illustrative styles. Like, I know you're obviously sticking to brand or brand guidelines, but inspiration for me is like number one. And do you know what I found? Like mood board. I've never really done mood boarding before, and like ideas on a mood board, but. Uh, I done like a logo the other day for one of our clients as well and I started with mood boarding mm. and I've been doing that like so we done like some badge stuff for clients too and I started like screenshotting the things and putting them all on a mood board and actually that's become like a religious process for me okay. because I like to pick up things from like different yeah and then like researching so it might not just be like ideas for logos it might be I don't know say the things about a journey I might look up what um um what symbolizes a journey yeah exactly so I have things like that in there which I can kind of pick up because I'm this type of person that really likes things to have an a meaning Mm. inside of it so like you look at it and then when you dive deeper into it you think that's really cool yeah that's why it's got that I don't like logos, which I kind of sit there and look at and think, why? Yeah, the hidden ones are the best. Like, the classic is the FedEx logo with the arrow in it. Yeah. That's made out of the negative space and stuff. Like, that's really, really clever. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, I think things like that. I know um, normal people may not... Not normal people, that sounds really horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Non-designers may not realise these things. But I feel like for designers, you kind of look at it and once you realise it, you're like, that's really, really cool. And well, once people that aren't designers realise as well, they're like, yeah. wow. Well, it's like the simplicity, isn't it? So, like, they say, like, the simplicity, like, the more simple it is, the harder it is. 
Yeah. It's like more complicated. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I've had really, like, we've done really, really simple things. And I've kind of been like, oh, my God, like, this is really, really hard. Mm. I remember picking up um, a client's work, which you had done. And it was, like, these line drawings. I can't remember what this is now. But it was really, really hard to do. Why did you find it hard? Was it just the picking it up from somebody picking else? Picking it up from somebody else first. Because I looked at it and I thought, that's really easy. Like, it's just yeah. some line drawings. But actually, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is hard. This is hard work. Do you know, this is actually like, we started our conversation off talking about CrossFit. This is a really good analogy for, for to CrossFit as well. Because I always find when you see a workout on the board and you think, oh, that'll be all right. They're always the worst yes. ones ever. yeah. So it's a bit like that with design, actually, when you think you've got a job and it's like, oh, that'll be okay. But actually, you're like, it ends up being like the work, like one of the biggest pains ever for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, like I, I have this thing now which I don't like to tell myself anything is going to be easy because I know that I'm going to hit a, hit a block at one point. There's, That's interesting. There's going to be a block somewhere. And I know you've always said to me, like, Kai, the best designers are the ones which can just overcome the block yeah the and that's block. why i never look at something and go okay this is going to be easy because i think it's not i'm literally going to sit there i'm going to think this is easy start it and go oh my god what am i going to do now this is a really good mindset though and i also think like if you could just maybe transition that a little bit to be like i'm excited for the challenge yeah so i do don't get me wrong i do get excited i don't just sit there and stare at my screen no, and think, I know, oh yeah. my god but I just sit there and I would just make sure that I don't have this mindset of like this is going to be easy because I think like easy work is never good work exactly and like you want to be pushing yourself every single day like being the best version that you can be so that that accounts for like every single aspect of life but particularly like because you're learning so much in design now everything I mean like imagine that accumulated over time like they talk yeah. about moving the needle, don't they? So, like, moving the needle 1% every day over 20 days, that adds up to 20, like, 20%. Yeah. So, that kind of mindset, I think, will do you really well. Yeah, and do you know what? When we were listening to the podcast yesterday, we were listening to Stephen Bartlett with... What, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Penn Francis from the Gymshark yeah. founder. Um, he said, you know, like, I've been given everything, Yeah. but I expect to also have things taken. I can't remember the exact wording of it. Can you remember? I feel like we're going to annihilate it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I just did annihilate it. <laughs> but I think the ethos there is that he can't... Ex- well, actually, I don't know. He got every... So he got... what. So what he has got is what he has got, but it's going to be tested. Yeah. So he was like, I don't expect it to be easy. Yeah. And I think that's a really good way to think about things because, actually, in reality, it's never going to be easy. And he was actually a really interesting person, right? Because yeah. the level of reflect, like self-reflection he had was pretty astonishing. So yeah. he spoke around... He had a 360 review at work um, where people fed back on his personality and how he was as... I think he was CEO at the time, wasn't he? Um, and basically it was he in his words said it was awful like people said he was arrogant um like not very yeah forthcoming with feedback or just like not a very nice person to be around and he was like really embarrassed by it 
And well, also, like, he was angry. Like, he said, like, I just wanted to find out who it was. said these things. <laughs> yes. And he was like, which obviously, like, you can't do that. It's anonymous. But that's not the point. Um, and then his other half saw it, didn't she? Yeah. And he was, like, so embarrassed. He was like, give that here. That's mine. Blah, blah, And she was like, this is so you. It's unbelievable. But he asked, didn't he? He also said, like, what do you think about this? Yeah. And she was like, this is so you. And I thought, like, from my perspective, I thought, like, that's really crazy because I imagine being with somebody like that that people say like you're arrogant and things like that and your other half is like yeah well I think this is a tricky one because not everyone's perfect no 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 yeah I agree with that but also like I feel like in work scenarios especially if you're under pressure and under stress yeah you're in a different environment to what you would be with your partner yeah but also like your worst elements come to the surface like Mm. like there's no escaping that and I think especially if he's coming from a place of like this is my company I founded it yeah I could see how that could spiral and especially being so as young as he was like he's still young I think he's 28 now yeah, but back then, I think he was, like... He was young. Early 20s. Yeah. So, like, yeah, of course. Like, you don't really know how to run a company. Like, CEOs come from, like, a, a long-standing career of, like, yeah, 40 the years. Yeah, mm-hmm. But do you know what I thought was really, really interesting about him is the fact that he removed himself from the CEO role. Yeah. And he put somebody else with more experience in charge, didn't he? Yeah. So he was like, I want to learn from you. Like, I want you to basically do this job better than I can because I know you can do it better than I can because he had been like high up in Reebok or something like that um yeah yeah he was for as much as that feedback was probably horrible for him to read it was the best thing that have ever happened to him and it was really interesting as well because he he put himself into different sectors in the company so like he put himself into marketing and I thought that's really really interesting to go from like a CEO role into marketing yeah. But I was like, actually, it made me realise, like, marketing is really important. Well, yeah, exactly. And as a CEO, if he wants to go back into the role, which he has done now, he kind of needs a thorough understanding of exactly what goes on in each department, right? Yeah. So, like, as much as you've got the people that are special, like, specialists and know their trade, like, head of marketing, head of brand, etc., for him to have that experience in each of them is pretty amazing, really. And I think, like, also, he was um, he was saying, like, they didn't furlough anybody. Yeah, I love that. And I thought, that is amazing. Like, he's a 900-person company now. He's got 900 employees, um, which I was like, I was like, that's pretty big. I know, obviously, there's, there's bigger, but can you imagine 900 people didn't get furloughed? And I think that's a really good thing because they, they kept busy. And I understand that some people probably in that company were a bit like... Oh, I want to be furloughed. <laughs> I do also think, like, as much as it speaks to their ethos and who they are as a company, they are direct to consumer. Yeah. And in some ways, like, that world, like, almost kicked off during, for, like, during that period because Definitely. a lot of people were at home and a lot of people were online shopping. Yeah. So, I mean... I wonder what his um, figures were for that year. I know, because he, on the podcast, he was like, we did okay. But he's not going to... Like, it would be a PR disaster, right, for him to be like, yeah, we had our biggest year ever. Like, it just wouldn't happen. But, like, for instance, me with Gymshark, the first time I ever bought Gymshark was last year. Why did you buy it? 
Do you know why? Because I was seeing it everywhere. Yeah, I was I know. seeing it on TikTok. I was seeing it on Instagrams. On, on Instagram. On Instagram. Influencers had them on. See, right, that is what they are very, very good at, is their yeah. influencer marketing. Yeah. So, like, they literally dotted all... I think they had more people wearing Gymshock around around the world before they even had offices around the world, right? Yeah. Like, well, I think they've only got three. Well, yeah. Because it was said just, like, England, Manchester, wasn't it? Yeah, Manchester in England, obviously. Um, New York or New York. America, wasn't it? America, I think it was New York. Mm. And then there was one more. Hong Kong? Yeah. Mm. So there's three. Yeah. Three around the world. And, like, it's crazy because I've seen Gymshark on so many influencers. And They're also, like, it was really, really interesting because I was, like, watching this TikTok and it was, like, what I think you are if you're wearing these things at the gym and it was like Gymshark you know what you're doing and I was like <laughs> that's really really funny because that's a really good brand representation yeah right? for them mm. but like that TikTok alone had so many so many views yeah. so many likes and people were all commenting about Gymshark and Nike and things like that and I thought that's what? some really 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 good what did they say about the other brands I I don't know what it was. Um, I know they had Nike on there, but all I remember was Gymshark. Gymshark yeah. really stuck in my head. And I think that was because I'd only just started wearing Gymshark. Mm. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but never mind. Never mind. Um, we won't worry. People think <laughs> I do. <laughs> do you know what else I thought was really interesting about him? Was where he said when he was running Gymshark and at the point they were making hundreds of thousands of revenue a year. He still had another job. He was still working at Pizza Hut. I thought that was crazy. Yeah. I didn't know what to think of that because I thought, hmm, I don't know whether I would be working in Pizza Hut at that point. I understand why. So he said, like, it basically gives you, like, a bit of a backup plan, right? So if it doesn't work out of the company, you've still got your job. Um, and also you don't have to take any money out of the business because you can literally reinvest it all. But do you know what it was with that, like, um, if the business doesn't work, you still have your job? Pizza Hut is Pizza Hut. Yeah. It's very different if you're in a good job, like, not not good job, you know what I mean. Yeah. If you're in a really large company, you're high up, or you're an apprentice just making your way up. Yeah. Or you're studying, something like that. But I thought Pizza Hut, is very different to that. I'd understand if he was a PT. Yeah. And he was still doing that. But Pizza Hut, I was like, that isn't going to be what you want to fall into. Also, I think how easy is it to get... Like, for him, he's obviously overqualified for that role. Like, if he wanted to go back to another role like that, like Pizza Hut or Costa Coffee or somewhere like that... Yeah. Um, if it didn't work out, say that hundreds of thousands just didn't work out, then... Yeah. I, I just don't think it would have been that hard. I think he would have been better off. Well, I mean, who are we to freaking say? No, like, yeah, it exactly. obviously He's worked. Built a <laughs> yeah, multi-million pound business. But I feel like there had to be an element at some point of him like giving his all to Gymshark. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he was obviously the brains behind it. So like, it might have worked for a period of time where he got away with that job, and maybe it was more a case of like, I just want to switch off from yeah. that business and I want to do something else. I'm probably like a comfort blanket as well. Like, yeah. I've still got yeah. this and I completely understand, like, you're going to be 
not taking any money from the business, you're reinvesting it. Cool. But to be honest, probably what he was going to be paying himself to what the business was earning, that wouldn't put a dent in it. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, it wouldn't. Because at Pizza Hut, you get paid minimum wage. So if he was withdrawing minimum wage from Gymshark, <coughs> that's not exactly a lot. No, it wouldn't be anything, really. It wouldn't really scratch the surface. But, you know, he's done very well. Mm. And it shows very good work ethic. Yeah, I mean, that's the most admirable bit about it, really, isn't it? Like, it's his work ethic. He literally started with a sewing machine, like, yeah. in his... I think it was, like, his parents' house. Yeah. And, like, he had a, a co-founder as well. Mm. But they went separate ways, like, a couple of years ago. This really reminded me a little bit of Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs. No, sorry. Wozniak and Steve Jobs. Mm. It's, it's interesting, though, because I sit there and I'm like, I don't know this other guy that he was mm. he was founding it with. Um, I haven't heard of him. Um, I wonder what he's done. Well, he was saying he had other interests, didn't he, like investing <coughs> and property and stuff. Yeah. And I do think, like, Ben Francis obviously lives and breathes Jim's Shark. You can tell by the way he talks about it. He's so passionate about it. And... <clears throat> Sorry. He's also very social media orientated. He wants his face to be on that company. Well, I don't know if he did at the beginning, but he's no, definitely but got now, used to it. Yeah. yeah. And like but it was like him saying about how powerful social media is and how mm. he was not comfortable speaking in front of a camera and now he is because like his well, now his wife um helped him to do that. With YouTube and yeah. stuff. And like I was like, that's really, really amazing the fact that he picked out things which he wasn't comfortable with doing. Well, yeah, he actually went on a mission, didn't he? To yeah. like um kind of assess what he wasn't good at and then <clears throat> work on those things to make sure he was good at them. And like that level of growth mindset is just amazing to me. And like they say, don't they, about humility being one of the best traits. For you mm. to turn around as, like, a previous CEO who stepped down off your own accord from your own company to give it to someone who can do that job better than you and for you to step back and be like, I'm not very good at these things, I'm not very good at being a CEO, but I'm going to make sure I am really good at these things, I'm going to learn from you, and then I'm going to go back into that role and be, like, a better person for it. And I also thought what was amazing was that the CEO of the company, which wasn't him at the time, went to him and went... I think I've done everything I can for yeah. this company. Here you go. And I thought, actually, like, that person was probably paid a lot of money first. Um, to then step back and be like... You've got this. You've got this. I can't do any more. There you go. And believe that somebody who was less qualified than you mm. didn't really have experience in that field, being a CEO believe that you can just hand him the baton i do think though there comes a level like of leadership where you are a bit more disposable yeah and it there's almost a shift right from like working for a company for like for your own intentions and then you get to like a certain level where it's all about the company and like how you can make a difference on the company so i don't know i kind of get that a little bit for him to be like way more invested in the company than he is himself and maybe it comes yeah. with a level of like security so like he's not really there for the money because he probably has plenty of it yeah. you know what I mean he doesn't need to be there every single day and he was saying how the pressure he receives as a CEO is a privilege and I think 
not many employees towards the bottom would think like that and quite yeah. rightly so as like an admin assistant or someone like that yeah it's just extra stress isn't it really yeah I, d- I just think if you get to that level of leadership you've got to live and breathe and love everything you do yeah um and it's hard as well like for you imagine how many years to do that for for somebody else's company to become yeah. the ceo for somebody else's company i think must be hard because really like that main person is benefiting from it and well being your baby like if ben's become ceo mm. like that's his baby he wants everything for that company yeah that's what he wants whereas when it's somebody else i feel like it's a bit hard to have that same outlook on that company like yeah he's trying his hardest and he's doing what he's there to do qualified to do xyz but for somebody who owns the business and founded the business, it's a different story, I think. Yeah, arguably no one's going to work harder at that company than Ben Francis will. No. But I do think that like they're a really good example of, from what I've heard and seen anyway, like the morale and how they treat their staff and the way he talks about that they're all basically friends. I know that's like really top level stuff, but like they go lifting after work and stuff like... Yeah. It just seems like so much more than the job itself. Like, and what we were talking about CrossFit is actually like really similar, like similarities to yeah. what we're talking about here. But like, the community side to that that keeps people coming back is a lot like what he, what he's what it sounds like he's trying to build of CrossFit. Or what, I mean, with um, Gymshark or what he already has built. Yeah, and I think that's really really important because you can have a job which is just a job. You go home and you switch off, but. If you really, really love your job, you don't really switch off from it, yeah. which maybe can be a burden, but do you know what? Like, that will probably give him the best people for his company. Okay, so you can probably tell we're fans of Ben Francis and Gymshark. <laughs> Quite big fans. If you want to sponsor <laughs> us, like, feel free, Ben. Like, yeah. Just hit us Love up. Love Gym Shark. Yeah. We could, we do CrossFit and we go to the gym most days, so we can wear it. <laughs> Not that you need publicity from nobody's. <laughs> Designers even. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that we've probably hit our time for today. So um, I know we say it every podcast, but please reach out, drop us a message on Instagram. We're designerduos.studio. Um, we would love to hear from people, especially if you want to be a guest on the podcast too. That would be amazing. Yeah, definitely. Um, and any design questions you have, obviously, feel free to drop us a note. And recommend us some podcasts. I like, know. There's people that we do not know about that we'd love to know about. Like, we know all the big names and stuff, but there's, like, micro-podcasters like us. Yeah. We seem to review podcasts quite a lot on our podcast, yeah. which is becoming a bit of a thing. So, um, Let us love- know if you like it. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.